Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Join us as we explore the most exciting and or dumb movie news from December 2016. What is the Godzilla sequel called? Which role did David Bowie almost play in The Lord of the Rings? And which movie was pirated most in 2016? The answers, as well as our expert opinions, await you. Along the way, you'll get spoilers for Star Wars Episode 7, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, Godzilla, X-Men Apocalypse, American Psycho, Dallas Buyers Club, The Lost World, Rubber, Super Mario Brothers, Prometheus, and Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. It's time for everyone's favorite... I don't know if that's even fair to say. I think it's, it's fair it, to say. It's time for <coughs> well, at least what, a handful of people. It's time for what Patrick would desperately like to believe. That one guy is everyone's favorite. You hate movies recurring bit motif. What it, what are we? What is this called? I don't know, man. It's the movie news or the moves. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Yep. <laughs> that's the only one I'm adding the reverb to. That's all we really need. I'm to not do. going through the whole episode <laughs> again. And uh, when we do the movie news or moves, as Patrick insists on calling it, yep. basically I just sit around this table reading some headlines to our panel of hosts, and they react to them in in the moment. Tyler is here tonight. What's good? He has no idea the headlines I'm about to read. Well, I I'm I'm aware of movies. No, so no, no, no. There, there, <laughs> there may be a chance I've seen some of these headlines. No, no, no way. He's totally in the dark, <laughs> ignorant, has no I idea what's going on in Hollywood I've or the I've world of filmmaking. Yeah, I've disconnected myself from all forms of media for the last week. <laughs> for the sake of pure it's moves. It's great to finally come up out of my own basement to see the light of day again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Uh, Matt Hughes is in the house. Hello, everyone. Matt Hughes, your name, I just realized, sounds like Moose. <laughs> Matt Hughes, Moose. In if sounds like also means rhyming. Yes, very <laughs> much so. Like, sure. They, I mean, in a way, they, yeah. Sure. Sounds like. You do that in charades where you pull on your ear for sounds like, and it's just rhyming. Yeah, Matt knows even less about the headlines yeah, I'm than an Tyler. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not I, mean, I really <laughs> haven't looked at a computer in a week. I've been off work, so I don't know. Patrick is also on the show. I'm here. He's the one who coined the term moose. Famously. Yeah, coined the famously term. coined moose. the term moose. And then finally, we have Abby on the show as well. Hey, And we thought it would be fun tonight to, uh, after we reach the conclusion of a headline, we've all said our piece, we're going to have Abby recap the headline and our thoughts on the headline. It's a... Review with Abby. Abby and review. Abby and review. We'll work on that. Yeah. That should be exciting. Maybe so Patrick can come up with a name for your segment. She, yeah, she's the sure. first dedicated segment on You Hate Movies. Yeah. Okay, so it needs a name better than just Abby and a- review. Abby, I like Abby and review. Okay. <laughs> Abby and review. That's just because you just said hey, Abby and review. It's dear right. Abby. <laughs> dear Abby. Dear Abby. That doesn't make any sense. Nah. No one's writing to her. It's yeah, like Abby. It's more like Abby's Cliff Notes or uh-huh. something. Oh, okay. Cliff Notes with Abby. Yeah, Abby's. Oh no, that's Cliff Notes. You're yeah. just well, taking what Josh said and just putting it in a different order. <laughs> no, uh, it's what I said and adding the word that he used. All right. Abby. No. Without Cliff further notes. ado, oh. are you guys Did ready you to hear met? some oh, some yeah. news about what's going on in the world of movies, filmmaking, oh, Hollywood, franchises, blockbuster studios? I Let's like start movies. there with franchises, blockbusters, and and Hollywood um, with some fresh Star Wars news. Do you guys know anything about these movies? These Star Wars movies. Like they're them. a thing. Apparently, they're yeah. really catching on. I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah, I they, think s- gonna, they um, seem to be. I think they have legs. Yeah, they got a. <laughs> it seems like the it's it's starting to get a bright and promising future. <laughs> I'm hearing people talk about it. 
for sure, the first time. Sure, it seems time. like it could be a successful franchise. Okay, so, okay, great. Yeah, so much so, funny. Oh, <laughs> our gag is too long. <laughs> 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 too long. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. What's the headline? <laughs> uh, so much so that they're going to make another Star Wars movie. This one's called Star Wars Episode Eight. Hey, that comes after. This is not breaking seven. news. No, I know, but there's an actor his whose name is Adam Driver. And he played a character called Kylo Ren in Star Wars Episode Seven. Anyway, he was talking about the inevitable promotional campaign that's on the way with Star Wars Episode Eight, and how we'll, we'll probably be inundated with trailers Ugh. and TV spots and international trailers and yeah. posters and all that yeah. stuff. So this is us telling you, the listeners, to prepare yourselves to go Episode Eight pure Star Wars yeah. pure. Yeah, which is that's hashtag Star Wars it's pure. One of the most difficult franchises to maintain purity because it is so ubiquitous. You just can't get away from Rogue One. Was a little easier, but man, staying pure for Episode Seven was tough because everywhere you looked, there it was like there a was full house a trailer or a poster or a thumbnail mm-hmm. or a Target commercial or a dude driving down the freeway with yeah the a major a plot spoiler. point written on the back of his car yeah, yeah. What a what a that must be that a sad lonely <laughs> horrible if you're listening to this turn it off we don't want it you hate movies that yeah, guy shame hates on them. you car <laughs> windshield guy anyway so adam driver adam. was uh promoting the martin scorsese movie that he's in silence and, it, and i want to see that okay well that's not what the headline's <laughs> about it's <laughs> cool they start asking him about yeah, episode does. eight and they're asking him the question, you know, when are we going to start seeing stuff? When's stuff going to start coming out? <laughs> and, uh, and he says that he thinks it would be better if there were no trailers whatsoever. In fact, the quote is, I'd love it. Then no one would know anything. The less people know, I feel like the more exciting, the more of an event. He gets it. it. He gets it. He knows Adam people. Driver. They're going to go see it anyway. So right. why 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 even right <laughs> right Adam Driver sounds like somebody who loves movies yeah, yeah. you he know lo- he looked like not who I expected when he took that mask off in <laughs> episode seven sure under but that mask was a man who loved movies and wanted to preserve people and looks like he experience. could play Dungeons and Dragons with us and fit right in with his nerdy hair he does look a bit D and D naturally oh, is that Kylo Ren yeah yeah he's yeah, got that he's look about him. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, I feel like he's <laughs> been listening to this show, and that's right. where he got that opinion. You think from. so? I think it's so. about yeah. our pure. He's campaign. been sanctified. Hashtag Star right. Wars pure. Yeah, uh, and so you know, it's funny. He said this quote. It sounds like it was just kind of off the cuff. Like, yeah, wouldn't that be neat if we didn't know anything? And then all these people start running on the internet. Like, he's saying that we're not going to get any trailers, and they're like, that jerk. Well, what an idiot. Yeah. But oh wait, so the public misinterpreted someone's <laughs> comments on the internet. Can you believe it? I've never heard of that happening before. So yes, you have. A- Adam Driver loves movies. The movie going up. public does not love movies. Um, Abby, can we get a recap? I have an idea. Is Abby's audit a good bit? <laughs> that's better than... <laughs> it's, a, it's a good name. It's an AA. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Have you been listening to us? <laughs> or just been thinking of a name for your bit? <laughs> I looked up a thesaurus. <laughs> That's what you were doing while we were doing that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, then this first audit should be good. Yeah, Go audit ahead. what we just said. I heard it. it's Adam Driver. He looks like he could play Dungeons and Dragons, and he doesn't like trailers. Okay. And what are your thoughts on this? My thoughts are I like trailers. I like to watch it. It's kind of like watching the whole movie, but better because it's only three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that That is why you are a casual <laughs> moviegoer. You, were, you just killed your last chance <laughs> of dr- jumping up to film lover. There's no way. 
But yep. while we're talking about movies for just a second, Star Wars. Movies. We're going to be talking about movies the whole night, girl. No, Star Wars specifically. As long as this show lasts, actually. Yeah. The, the, Go. Um, I didn't know in that little video we watched where they talk about the old guy that was remade for the movies. I thought they were saying Grandma Tarkin. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what they're saying. <laughs> Grand <laughs> Moff Tarkin. That's really not what they're saying. No, it's not Grandma Tarkin. <laughs> I that old were, man. I thought they were making a joke about how he looked oh. like my grandma. Oh, yeah, that's insulting. Yeah, so the, you oh. you came across that today, or well, that'd be confusing. Yeah, I think I saw a text from Matt that said "Grand Moff," and I was like, "Why is he talking yeah. about?" He misspelled it. <laughs> well, anyway, no. Again, okay, let me ask you this. Actually, I did Yet another it, reason why Abby's at the bottom of the yeah. <laughs> let me ask you this though: if a franchise like Star Wars might be the only one that could do this, but if they had like the guts. To not release a trailer, do you think that hype would, yes, even send even like yes to the roof? Somehow it'd be like a reverse psychology. Yeah, like people would just go even more crazy for it because the first time they would see anything is on the screen, and then more people would have to go if they wanted to see any of it at all because the only place you could see it was in the theater and not just sitting in your basement weeping over the international trailer because it got two different seconds of footage in. You know, the it was terribly effective with. Cloverfield, remember the interest that was generated based on that teaser that had no movie title or, or anything? It yeah. was just the Statue of Liberty, and we were all going, what is it? What is it? We got to yeah. see it. The less we knew about it, the more we wanted to know about it. Because is there anyone at this point in the world who is suddenly, when they see the Episode Eight trailer, being like, you know what? I've not had an interest in Star Wars since 1978. But now I think I'll check it out because of this two and a half minutes of footage. I'm sure that Disney's just thinking that it just is like a scuttle of coal into the unstoppable promotional machine. Anytime mm-hmm. they do anything, the entire world gets roused into a panic over. Uh, and then it's just like, well, that was easy. And then we're all talking about That's it again true. like this. Like even the the prospect of a trailer has got us talking about the movie. Yeah. They got us. Terrible. Dang it, Disney. They got us. Moving right along, you know, it's not an episode of the Moose if I don't have something to say about Godzilla. And somehow the Moose always comes through and I get to say something about Godzilla. Hooray. On the Movie News episode. This bit. Josh, yeah, Josh likes Godzilla. Is that uh, Legendary Pictures, who distributes both the Godzilla franchise at this point and Pacific Rim, if you didn't know, um, has announced that they've named both of the sequels in the the respective franchises. They have titles now. Do you guys want to hear them? Yes. Mm. The Pacific Rim sequel is called Pacific Rim colon Maelstrom. Ooh, that's fun. Okay. I don't know what that word means. Tyler (laughs) didn't react whatsoever. Uh, And in fact, (laughs) his expression was... Maelstrom means? Let's have Matt define it versus the actual Webster. It sounds like a word that uh, many people might misunderstand, much like Grand Moth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, Matt. Yeah, I don't know it. if anyone's made the I same. The, the word yeah. maelstrom, I'm going to sound so dumb, is like a giant stormy fight. Uh, he's not totally wrong. Uh, one definition is a powerful whirlpool in a sea or a river, or it could mean a situation or state of confused movement or violent turmoil. All right, that's good. That, yeah. For example, oh, the train station was a maelstrom of crowds. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give you that. All right. Thanks. Well, I, I don't. Guys, I knew a word. 
cool. I know some stuff. Um, but yeah, that's gonna just, that's gonna go over real well with the public. They're all gonna be doing the same thing. What the? Really heck? surprised. <laughs> <laughs> How did that get a sequel? I mean, it's cool and all, but like, Giant did anybody care about it? With when Charlie it se- Day, it seemed like no one cared about it when it came out. Charlie Day was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Wasn't that who directed that? Del Toro. Yeah, that's what I thought. Guys, there's a twist in this movie news. Oh, okay. Oh, what? Then they said they changed it. Cause, oh, because it's like because people yeah. don't know what Maelstrom means. Exactly. <laughs> Just called Pacific Rim Two. <laughs> <laughs> now, because of the reason Tyler cited, the name of the movie is Pacific Rim colon Uprising. Ow, no, that's that's, dumb. that's dumber. That's, <laughs> that's a crappy name. <laughs> but you know what it means, don't you? Yeah, there's been a whole dozens of uprising movies. Yeah, that's now a completely it like that's a completely different word. Right. That's, that's a completely different <laughs> title. <laughs> it has a different meaning. That, is that, that what is, you mean? It's a different word. <laughs> that's a solid observation. These words are the same. One of these things is not that. like the other. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Patrick. <laughs> Thank you. Now it just sounds like a bad young adult <laughs> m- novel adaption. It does. Yeah, Uprising's bad. Get that out of Sorry, here. Sorry, guys. Um, on the other hand, Godzilla sequel is called Godzilla colon King of the Monsters. That's cool. So when are the release dates for these? Well, Pacific Rim Uprising is in theaters February 23rd, 2018. And Godzilla is en route to be out March 22nd, 20 freaking 19. They bumped it back mm. another year? Right, because they had to switch directors. Gareth Edwards, <sighs> burnt out by Disney on Rogue One, decided to quit the Godzilla sequel, and they hired Michael Doherty, who directed Krampus, Ooh. to take over the Godzilla sequel. Is Godzilla okay. going to be a giant puppet now? God, who freaking... Oh, they God. can't possibly do a puppet. Here's hoping. Wouldn't it be amazing? Five years after the sequel, after the original, we'll get the Godzilla sequel. Half <sighs> a decade Well, later. if... If Independence Day res- resurgence, yep. what was it? That's correct. If that's, that's any right. tell for how long Day Maelstrom. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> any tell for how long people will wait around for a sequel, and then five years is nothing. Yes, but that's a horrible example because Independence Day resurgence sucked. Do you think that they named? I'm not even. I didn't even acknowledge. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that they named? Cool. Uh, the, you don't know what Maelstrom uh, means. <laughs> Great, right. <laughs> Do you think that... <laughs> keep trying. Keep, keep going with it. <laughs> they named this uh, Godzilla sequel after that final line in the first movie? Or is it like a coincidence? <laughs> sure. actually, actually, the answer is multi-layered because the original Godzilla movie was called Gojira in Japan when they re-released it in America, reshot to have American actors in it. It was called Godzilla King of the Monsters. Because the original Godzilla movie, Gojira, is essentially a parable about atomic warfare on Hiroshima. And uh, the American uh, distributors were like, well, that's not going to work over here. We need to make it more like just a B-movie dinosaur stuff. Because we're proud of the horrible things we did to Japan. So then they played up the monster. You're British. (laughs) Yeah, there ain't no we. You. I have American citizenship. You were, in this case, though, doing an impression of an American. Okay, sure. yeah, so, you're the bad guys here. So there was a Godzilla movie called King of the Monsters, which is why that line shows up in the reboot, which is why the sequel is named after that line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that because, you know, it's at the bottom of the news. Good mm-hmm. for you, Tyler, for King remembering of, that. King of the Monsters? It was yeah. a question. Yeah, he watched it again recently. It was a question. Oh, you did. King of the Monsters? That was excited. But now we know. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's been, he's been <laughs> crowned. Apparently. He's apparently. been crowned. <laughs> 
<laughs> or he's going to be crowned in this movie. Ah. Uh-huh. And now, so there's more monsters if we're still using plural. Yeah, well, yeah, there's well, we, gotta be more we, monsters. We know that. Why that's would he coming. come back? They unless, have, unless it's a commentary about how humanity itself has become a monster. Oh no, my gosh, that'd be great. They already yeah. confirmed Mothra, Rodan, and Ghidra for the sequel. Shoot, man! <laughs> All so three just, of them. They're just jamming, <laughs> jamming as much. <laughs> What's <laughs> He can't even <laughs> get it out. Tyler is losing it. <laughs> what? What? Was my reaction too much? Yeah, it's just <laughs> like just a lot. Jamming in monsters. <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna, I was gonna compare it to the most recent Ninja Turtles movie where they just threw in all of the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Here's everyone you villains. ever missed in a Ninja Turtles. Here's movie. Casey Jones. Here's. Krang, Bebop, Rocksteady, <laughs> Baxter Stockman. <laughs> Did we miss anybody? Uh, and now, Abby's audit. Or na- or analysis. <laughs> what do you like better? Both. Have Both you been listening to <laughs> just on thesaurus.com again? <laughs> I don't know. Audit, I think, is catchier. Abby's yeah. audit. Okay. Uh, Pacific Rim. <laughs> they changed the name because people don't know what it is, which is true because I didn't. And Mel- Maelstrom <laughs> sounds kind of like menstruation. <laughs> <laughs> this idea was the best idea you've had, Tyler. To have Abby, Abby recap. Abby's audit should just be on all of the episodes <laughs> all the time. Uh, no. <laughs> and? And then, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. And, what, and your thoughts? I think that's a good name. Uh... I don't really have more thoughts. Okay. All right. But you should. Your husband loves Godzilla. You know, uh, my thoughts are actually, that's a really long time to wait. I can't believe they made it 2019. Mm -hmm. You can't believe what they're doing to him. I know. You sad for me? Yeah. I actually really did like the most recent Godzilla movie. It's a good movie. Just points. Hey, but think, think about this. You, 2019, your son might be old enough to go see it with you. Yeah, sure. That's one way to spin it. One way to think about it. He'll what about five? that? Five? That he'll seven. have age. He'll be s- in 2019, he'll be six or seven, depending on when it comes up. March in 2019, he'll be six. Uh, I just let Everett, my son, who's turning two this week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I let him watch Godzilla. What? He was into it. Did he hold yeah. it? Did it hold his attention? Cause yeah. Beck watches Godzilla, old Godzilla movies, and he's in into them. But I have to skip the really long Japanese dialogue scenes. Sure, because he can't read. And then he gets back into it again. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the there's very minimal Japanese in this. In I this know, most but reason. most of it's just dark, brooding. <laughs> uh, he was into it. Character it's development because he he likes trains. So <laughs> <laughs> that bit with the monorail was really good. There's the monorail, but then there's also the the train with the nuclear warhead on it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was essentially for him. It was just a really gritty reboot of Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, with sure. a dinosaur. With a dinosaur yeah. at the yeah. end. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. All right. Well, hey, guess what, guys? Uh, it's the end of the year, which means that all the movie publications, websites, magazines, blogs are publishing. Their top ten movies of 2016. You know, we're not going to do that. Yeah, yeah, we are. Oh, actually. right. Yeah, yeah we've we been are. frantically wanting to do that. I thought I would just, you know, I don't know. Psych people out yeah. for yeah. a second. Ah, oh, psych. You got him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, we we will be 
joining the rabble of people. But give us time to, to finish watching the ones we wanted, all right? We don't get paid to go to see movies like these other people. We're doing it just because we love you guys. But speaking of which, movies. now's a chance for you to buy a You Hate Movies t-shirt available right now at youhatemovies.com. Yeah, the more shirts you buy, the more movies we get to see, and then <laughs> we get to review them for you. Yeah, it's, it's really so an really, investment. Yeah, you're buying yourself the gift of our opinions. It'd be, it'd be a waste of no money not to buy them at this <laughs> point. But anyway, in the, the, the long list of people pushing their top tens, IMDb featured a top ten movies of 2016. But there, there's a catch. Now, the IMDb top ten is not based on quality. Uh, it, it's based on which movie pages receive the most clicks over the course of the right. year. So without further ado, would you guys like to know which movies got the most traffic on IMDb in 2016? Yeah, yeah, I'd love, sure. Can we guess? No, that would be so stupid. Oh, okay. <laughs> stupid. <Not really laughs> I'm an idiot. That. You can guess at number one if you want. Right now? Rogue, Rogue One. Let me get to their others okay. and that'll help you okay. pare it down. Okay. Number 10 was The Legend of Tarzan. Sure. Oh, God, why? <laughs> <laughs> number nine was Warcraft. Maybe they thought, Really? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about for Warcraft? <laughs> Both Warcraft and Legend of Tarzan. People I think Tarzan. See if it was, it was real. Uh, people were obsessed with Harley Quinn, so they went to go see her other movie too. She was in. She was in that. Margot Robbie yeah, was yeah. in Tarzan. Yeah, she's the. She's Jane. Oh, oh right. well, okay. The <laughs> <laughs> guys buff. Girls like that. Abby, can well, you confirm? Mm-hmm. If yeah, these two, <laughs> if these two that you've already named, are any tell for. Uh, that they won't be on our best of 2016 because we haven't seen them. Yeah, I didn't Nor see have either we spent of those movies. Any time acknowledging who's in Nor them. Nor are we trying to see them. I yeah. think we've made a couple jokes about Tarzan. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Um, number eight was Ghostbusters, which makes sense. That was really controversial. Yeah. Lots of people were Again, talking about r- it. For the really? For the stupidest reasons. Number seven was the Magnificent Seven. Maybe just for people to find out who the Magnificent <laughs> Seven <What's> were. <laughs> yeah. What are the seven of them? They no- said Chris Pratt. Number six was The Jungle Book, which actually makes a ton of sense because there's all these celebrity voices yeah. and they're going, wait, who was the snake? And, you know, they click on it. That makes they, sense. They want to remember. And it him. was good. It was. It was a good movie. Bill Murray. I love him. You who do. doesn't like Bill Murray? Number five. Well, I said it first, so if anybody else here likes Bill Murray, <laughs> they're only copy. following. They're straight. copying me. <laughs> Number five was X-Men Apocalypse, which is kind of strange. Maybe people were going, who was that blue guy? Purple. Well, no, I. Uh, what color was he? Uh, he was blue. Say blue. blue. But they had the purple orbs. He had a lot of purple. Dick you know what you yeah. need to do? You need to put your hand on a TV screen playing the movie and go learning. <laughs> okay, now I gotta write that movie. <laughs> 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 number four is Deadpool. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Popular movie, as well as number three, Batman v Superman. Number two, Captain America: Civil War. Number one, I guess, is Suicide Squad. You're absolutely right. The most clicked so on Rogue movie. So Rogue One wasn't even in there? Not even in the Because it came out so late. Think about it. So what? Because people were going to see it anyway. They're like, I don't need any more right. trailers or I don't need to know this. I guess, right. Can we acknowledge that I, I'm a good guesser? No. <laughs> <laughs> Does it need acknowledgement? You actually guessed the movie? I'm not prepared so to acknowledge that. Why was it number one, though? Why <laughs> were that many people looking at it? Because it's a really uh, large cast of characters, is oh. my guess. So they're like... There's just so much hype. There's like all the pictures of the new Joker. Right. And then like they released all those trailers that were good. And then they released that movie, which was not good. And people were like, wait, what is this? I'll just go on that page and watch the trailer again to fill that void. Maybe they were doing what I do sometimes and they go to the trivia. 
And then like, maybe if I know a little more, I won't. Mm. I won't dislike it. I as enjoy much. the trivia on mm-hmm. a movie. Yeah, me too. But you know, man, I get the sneaking suspicion that ninety-five percent of it's absolute bullcrap. I mean, how does it get on there? Because I've seen trivia on movies that I know for sure isn't actually true. Yeah, you know, is it just any any Joker is it like can Wikipedia where you can any Joker? <laughs> It's not that late. It's just not that late. What are you doing? And now, nine cookies. Abby's <laughs> audit as she talks right into her microphone with her loud, powerful, projecting female voice. Yes. Um. What? I think that list is interesting. I'm not really sure why Suicide Squad is still number one. I guess it would make more sense that Jungle Book would be to me. Um, I think that's all my thoughts. I didn't see Suicide Squad. Okay, well, you're not, you're not losing a lot of your life over that. Yeah, let us save you from. Didn't you dress hours. up like Harley Quinn for Halloween? <laughs> yeah, a lot. She's been doing that for <laughs> years. <laughs> she somehow uh, guessed the movie costume too. I do like that actress. I think she's really pretty. Margot Robbie. Margot yeah, Robbie. I think she's one of the prettiest. One of the prettiest. Okay, Ladies that's nice. In the world. Nice of you to say. Whoa. I liked that little American Psycho parody that she made. For Vogue? That yeah. was very clever. Australian Psycho. Yeah. She recreated the, um, uh, what's his the word I'm looking morning for? Pro- his ablutions. Yeah, what's the what's the word for, like, uh, you know, his regime? keeping up with yourself? Routine? Uh, no, no, no. Like Skincare? Bathroom stuff, you know? Regiment. No, no, no. That's not it. <laughs> We're going to find it. I mean, no, no. a lot of synonyms here. Uh, no, it's like when you shave and you wash. Abby's great at care. using a thesaurus. Hair care. No, what's the word? Self-care. No, it's not that. <laughs> this is beauty. <laughs> routine. Regiment. <laughs> Freaking hygiene. hygiene. Hygiene was the movie I was, or the word I was thinking of. Well, that wasn't worth it, was it, guys? No. 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 Anyway, the scene where Patrick Bateman's describing his daily hygiene routine and the yeah, yeah. And he has the the cold mask and the sit ups and the moose and she all recreates that. the scene. Interesting. I'd like to see that because I like her. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, very well she's done. the prettiest apparently. She's the prettiest in the world. Um, have you guys gotten hungry for more Star Wars news? It's been a while since we talked about <laughs> like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. Did um, you know that ravenous. Michael Fassbender was considered for a role in Ooh. Force Awakens? You didn't in get fact, it. He uh, he said this to say, quote, we talked about a role. We had a conversation. I'm pretty sure I was busy doing something else in the summer. He was. I hope it wasn't Assassin's Creed. (laughs) I think it may have been. (laughs) It had to be like X-Men or something. huh? Interesting, isn't it? What? We don't know. Force Awakens. He didn't say anything beyond that. He's like, no, guys, I'm going to be in a video game movie. (laughs) What do you think the Star Wars universe would be like with Michael Fassbender? in it? A lot more handsome. Like a like lot a more handsome. Would, would he? Would he be recognizable? Would he be some sort of mocap alien or stormtrooper or something? Maybe he was Daniel Craig's character. <laughs> <laughs> he was a stormtrooper cameo. Yeah, yeah. Ma- uh, yeah, maybe. Michael Fassbender is pretty great, so it's hard to imagine. Oh, he's it wonderful. He would probably be one of the um, the big soldiers. Um, well, speaking, maybe of he was Kylo Ren. Wait, Abby's on it. My thought is. Um, I agree with Matt. It would have been more handsome because Michael Fassbender is handsome. Maybe the most handsome. In the world? Shoot. In the Careful. World. Careful. Of actors? In the actors. In the, In actors. the actors. More <laughs> This has turned into her just telling us who she finds the most attractive. No, yeah. that would. I think it could have been distracting, but also the best part about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd agree. Wow. 
I'd let be distracted, but also be like, that was my favorite part. Let me tie this close call casting to another close call casting story. This one, even stranger. Did you guys know that um, David Bowie was considered for the role of Gandalf in Lord of the Rings? Oh, man, that, that would have made those movies a lot less boring. In fact... Um, Bethy, uh, Bethy's going to be so upset at you. Why? Because she, oh, she loves Lord of the Rings? The, the comment was that yeah. he was unavailable. They wanted him to play Gandalf, but that he was unavailable. It was a very quick conversation. I do believe that he went over to play, uh, went over and played for everybody at the Millennium Party. That would have been New Year's Eve in the year of 1999, which was when the films were being shot. He went over and entertained everybody, but he never auditioned. So he decided not that to. That would have been interesting, but Sir Ian is so great. Sir Ian is great, and though I don't care for those movies personally, I can acknowledge the fact that he's a, a yeah, skilled I'm saying. Absolutely. thespian. <clears throat> Abby's audit. Um, what was he busy with? Is my just being the best, being better than anyone else in the he world. He was like, no, 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 no. Did y'all like see the Prestige? <laughs> <laughs> That's it for me for a yeah. while. That was after. When did the first Lord of the Rings? And when like the two thousand one? Yeah, I guess they were was after. wildly just. Maybe he was thinking about the prestige. Yeah, he's like, I'm I mean. seeing if Christopher Nolan's gonna It was probably Nolan's one of those like, <laughs> I was gonna break up with you anyway. They didn't want him. I, I think, think they did. Yeah. No, oh. I think he was probably writing 900 more albums that were gonna get posthumously. They, I hope. They are all your hats, uh, Mr. Angio. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we have to call him Sir now? Sir Ian Sir McKellen. Yeah. He was knighted. Because he was knighted by do you my have queen. To, yeah. Well, if you don't acknowledge the authority of the queen, that's fine. So you have to call him, well, sir. Well, it's not like you well, go to he prison. Might, he might come in here and be a little upset, but I, it's up to you if you want to risk it. That's stupid. That's like us calling Mr. Brad Pitt or something. Just <laughs> no, it's, it's, like, it's like people calling you or whatever it's called. Abby Porter because it's a part of your name instead of your maiden name. So what was he knighted for? Acting? Yeah. I think Rocking so. and rolling. Yeah. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. He just he was rocking and rolling. It's okay, like uh, you know, it, it, it's an honorary. It's a respectful thing, like saying Doctor So and So, when they have a yeah. You know how everyone laughed Dr. at Ross Geller for having a PhD. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's basically when he stands up to give that speech and he's like, "Hi, I'm Ross Geller," and his dad's like, "Doctor Ross Geller." He's like, "Dad, as I was saying, I'm Doctor Ross Geller." <laughs> you know, it's funny. You no, know, Sir Ian strikes me as a nice guy. He probably wouldn't make you call him Sir. Yeah, I wouldn't. He's just a nice guy. Yeah, but people call him Sir Ian just because they love him. Here's a tangential. You know, he's not the only Sir. There's also Sir Elton John. I know. Sir no Richard. One calls him that, though. Sir Paul McCartney. They actually do call them those titles no. all right, the time. Because it's their official title. Whenever they're written down, you S- have to or else Sir it's Anthony Hopkins. Liable. Why? This is dumb. Maybe not liable. <laughs> this is the way the world worked before your people got on a boat and left and started messing around. Yeah, Matt's better. He's Matt's better. Queen. She's too old. She probably doesn't even know what she's doing. She knows what's up. This the whole queen knows. knighthood thing is uh, is far more glamorous now. You know what happened to the days where they wore armor and sat at a round <laughs> table, little <laughs> <laughs> dragons. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that any of these dudes <laughs> have what it takes. You don't think that Elton John could night. kill a dragon? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, Anthony Hopkins has got what it takes to get me to watch a TV show when I wouldn't otherwise. Uh, have we told that story on the Yeah, podcast? for more on that, if you want that story, you've got to go listen to the TV versus movies episode. I will tell you no more. <laughs> 
There's right, a synergy. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure we we tell it in there. It's, here, a, it's here, a clickbait. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, or else people are going to be frantically listening and be like, which one is it? What are we doing? <laughs> Here's I remember s- it's... Uh, don't, don't, don't tell, tell it. They're going to listen to it. The Here's name. a side story for you based on <laughs> what we just said about uh, Sir Ian McKellen being nice. I also read that he was living in Peter Jackson's New York apartment or penthouse or whatever it was. Oh, my gosh. Until... Taylor Swift bought it yes. and oh. insisted that he leave. Wow. This is the first thing Abby's actually been excited about tonight. <laughs> and uh, and then apparently he came out in the press saying some probably somewhat jokingly negative things about Taylor Swift I because think. he wanted to stay in that uh, Peter Jackson apartment for free, but of he had to move he because it yeah. got sold. Taylor so wouldn't let him live with so her? So he said, man, screw that stupid singer. Yeah, that's know? fair. That's really not well, how he's just it He's just a squatter then. <laughs> Sir Ian Squatter. So basically, he's squatting in some uncle. New York apartment. He's getting kicked out, and he's out there shouting, "Squatters' rights, bro! <laughs> Squatters' rights, Taylor!" I'm a knight. Yeah, I'm a call knight. me sir. <laughs> you guys want some more Star Wars news? No. <laughs> yeah, Is there more? Now listen, this one's actually pretty interesting. Star Wars composer John Williams has never seen a single Star Wars movie. That's fair. Right, do you really think that's true, though, or is that how just is that like possible? Put it, he's putting his name back in the headlines. They they have the orchestra, and then they have the big movie screen playing the movie as they're playing the score but to live record it with. You the realize movie. that they write and record score sometimes to dailies, sometimes to unfinished scenes, oh, sometimes true. to not the rough final cuts edit. of of movies. So to to be more clear, he's never seen a final. He's never seen a finished, compiled, complete Star Wars. So this uh-huh. is the guy that has made the music the yeah. world's most legendary <laughs> the music making guy <laughs> the world's most legendary film composer easily of all i don't time. know uh, alan silvestri i don't know if you've heard yeah. of him he made back to the future <laughs> He's alan, alan silvestri is easily in league with john williams uh, but john williams uh, is the only one that's a household name sure or close so does john williams hate movies here's what he said I have not looked at the Star Wars films, and that's absolutely true. When I'm finished with the film, I've been living with it. I've been dubbing it, recording to it, and so on. You walk out of the studio and say, it's finished. Now I don't have an impulse to go to the theater and look at it. Maybe some people find that weird or listen to recordings of my music very, very rarely. Now, I, I get it, but it kind of it kind of bothers me. There's a, There's this... There's this rumor that uh, Fred Armisen never watches anything he's ever been in. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, we filmed it. I don't want to watch it. How did, how, do <laughs> <laughs> how does this guy know <laughs> that what he's doing is, is any good? Hey, surely, surely, no, Fred Armisen. Oh. Surely, uh, I'm going to get there. Okay. Surely, <laughs> Fred Armisen, if he were to, if this was true, I guess, I don't want to be unfair. If this rumor is true, if Fred Armisen were to watch his own shows, don't you think he'd look at it and go, oh, that wasn't funny? And he'd learn from his mistakes? Maybe he's I, get, Are you saying he's I, not funny? He could embrace some constructive criticism. I actually agree 100%. You know, there's a, there's a handful of actors. They're usually the more, uh, forgive me, I don't know them personally, but they, com- they often come off as pretentious. Uh, Jared Leto alleges he's never seen any of his movies. Yeah, well, he should. Uh, Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp says squad. he never watches any of his movies, and um, Mickey Rourke says that he will never watch a movie that he's been in. And 
part of me thinks, well, I mean, yeah, I guess you guys know how to act. Do do your own thing. Can't make you. But the other part of me, I, I've always thought the exact same thing as Tyler. Like, you, you don't care enough about your craft to want to, like, hone it in and go, like, oh, man, that thing I was doing didn't work this way. Or Yeah. You know sort what I'm saying? That, like, totally. I don't know. It seems like the directors would be miffed and be, like, just acting out a scene and whatever. Doesn't, like... I don't know. That's not really honoring to the movie. So I, th- think John I think Williams the same thing. Like he, I like to hear about these people that go and see their m- own movie at a premiere and have fun with so it. So they don't like, go Neat. to the premieres? Well, they probably make appearances and, and then they, they allegedly. Grab their and that's the other thing. I'm not bag. sure I believe them all. You mean to tell me in the privacy of your own home when you've got all these movies at your fingers that you've never even looked at one for a second? Bull crap. Well, They're I understand watching if those it's movies. like a hard role. Like Jared Little said, he couldn't watch whatever <laughs> they Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, and I understand that. I what? Guess. Why? That's a good Maybe movie. Jared. Watch it. It's so made up because you made he's it a, up a on method actor. Yeah. Is he? Did he actually live as a transvestite while he was filming Dallas with AIDS? Club? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did he actually <laughs> live with AIDS? <laughs> Spoiler: I took, I took on AIDS. Do you? <laughs> so my point: <laughs> he went full Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> my got, point: got him a case of the AIDS <laughs> to tie up this thread. <laughs> is yeah, please. Before it gets any darker, wouldn't John Williams be better for having seen his music in the in the perspective of the entire film and have the chance to learn from that? I mean, I don't know if he's that kind of composer because he just writes themes. He writes right. like beautiful themes that are re- he he doesn't. He's not one of these mood composers right. that goes in and scores it scene for scene but you know what i mean and he's won a 10 trillion awards so he probably is aware from outside sources that whatever he's doing seems to be working for people even a lot of trust even (laughs) the best uh, film composers that we know of and listen to and recognize wow that movie had a great score they don't write themes the way that john williams write themes where we all know indiana jones and we all know superman and star wars right but you find someone who doesn't know these films and john williams says to them Oh yeah, I com- I compose music for movies, and he's like, oh yeah, what movies are they any good? He can't he can't say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm told, I'm told people are quite fond of them. All he could say his soundtrack is bumping. <laughs> I bet he has seen a mostly edited, finished version. Maybe he hasn't seen the credits. That seems like it has to be how it is. <laughs> I mean, so he's counting. I haven't seen the credits. I looked away. <laughs> <laughs> I've never sat through the credits, so. I haven't seen the movie entirely. There's just no way. Okay. Isn't it his music playing during the credits? Yeah. It is, yeah. He's so like, he was, oh, I know he was how conducting with his eyes pinched shut, yeah. waving that baton around. <laughs> um, Abby, hmm? your audit? I kind of talked through that one. So you're not willing to summarize it for us? Oh, bring it, bring it to conclusion. Uh, I think these people are lying. <laughs> Done. That's summary <laughs> complete. <laughs> All right. it. The next headline, maybe some of you guys can help me out with this. There's a director who made a movie called uh, The Orphanage and then a movie called The Impossible, which I've yet to see. He's got a Monster Calls. The Impossible is very good. Coming out uh, yeah. this month. We all read that. His name is J.A. Bayona. No, you say we all read that, meaning uh, A Monster Calls is a novel. Yes, we've sorry. Yeah. We didn't yeah. read the headline. Yeah, apologies. We at the table have read the book of Monster Calls. Right. And ex- I'm excited to see the movie. Yeah. But I have uh, mixed thoughts. J- the, the book, interestingly, has a significant amount of illustrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I really hope that the, at the very least it respects those illustrations, re- brings them to life. Yeah. 
Me, me too. I didn't watch the trailer, so I have no right. idea what it looks like at all. Me either. J A Bayona. <laughs> well, we have some idea. Bayona. <laughs> right. I, 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 Hopefully. I, I don't know how to say it. Bayona. Look, no one's expecting. <laughs> <us> Bayona. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, love. <laughs> no one's expecting us to say things. Some right. bird out there. It's a Bayona. J A Bayona. <laughs> sure. Right. Pal, carry on, David. <laughs> 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 so anyway. He's uh he's working on the Jurassic World sequel, and he's saying a lot of really Wait. promising things. I'm, Wait, I'm, the guy I'm who lost. is directing a Monster Calls is also now working on Jurassic World. He too. is the director. The gentleman who made The Impossible and The Orphanage is directing Jurassic World too. Uh, and he made a Monster. And, and he made a Monster, Monster Calls. Calls. Okay. okay, I was confused. So where we were. He's there. been saying a lot of really promising things about how it's definitely not going to be about like militarized dinosaurs, which no one you know is friendly to that concept. With lasers. That, that's a relief. He said that to get, to get his head in the right space, he space. went through and read Michael Crichton's entire bibliography to see okay, the kind of themes and stuff that he was. Yeah, that's good. That's a head. pretty solid choice. Yeah, he's yeah. been saying that he wants to kind of. Uh, get into some of the scariness that the original movie had, some of the Jaws-like cool. monster movie stuff. Yeah. Um, all really great stuff. And then recently he said that uh, Jurassic World 2 is, quote, way bigger than the previous movie. Cool. Uh, That's a shame. Way bigger as in, like, maybe a T-Rex somehow stows away on a, <laughs> a cargo <laughs> ship. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, just... Tears apart some California suburb, like maybe, like maybe, like a like a port town, like San Diego or something. And there'll be Perhaps. there'll be a mystery about what happened to the crew members. What are you guys talking <laughs> about? We won't know quite how the captain died because a T Rex head would never fit. Into that <laughs> space. Oh, that will be yeah. found. What are they talking about? <laughs> 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 severed end. We're talking about the Alan. <laughs> the less than wonderful Jurassic Park sequel, The Lost World, which has a strange sequence involving a cargo ship housing a tranquilized T-Rex showing up at a port <laughs> with the entire crew dead. In fact, one of them is nothing left but a hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yet the T-Rex is locked up at the bottom. How did he do that? <laughs> you think the crew just <laughs> killed themselves because <laughs> they couldn't handle it? They were just so distraught. It's one of the great <laughs> mysteries. He pulled the lever down and then cut his own hand off so no one could <laughs> rigor mortis with that. <laughs> but anyway, the director, J.A. Bayona, said, uh, after doing The Impossible and A Monster Calls, I said, I want to have fun now. So let's do a dinosaur film with Spielberg. It's great, but at the same time, it's massive and way bigger than the last one. That's crazy like, because that like last that. one was pretty dang big. So, yeah, what the heck does he mean by that? That's like a huge... What I mean, in what way is it And it's bigger? not even that it's bigger. It's way bigger. Yeah, that's... Uh, what can be way bigger than a helicopter crashing through a uh, freaking aviary? Green, yeah. huge <laughs> and aviary. releasing... It's Dinosaur called Jurassic Bird. World. <laughs> How does it get bigger than the world? Jurassic Solar System. Universe. <laughs> Jurassic Universe. <laughs> they go uh, into space. Give us the audit. Um. <laughs> Summarize and give us your opinion. That's the whole point of the so audit, in case you forgot. This guy that made a monster calls is also making Jurassic World 2, and it's going to be big. And we're confused how big. Because the other movie is also big. 
Maybe he means the dinosaurs are going to be bigger. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. It's a solid theory. For the actors. Speaking of big, <laughs> Just big movies. Old, tall actors. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have, have been, how excited you, if you're going full pure on monster trucks. Unfortunately, I slipped up and I watched the trailer for this one. S- so if if <laughs> if if you haven't heard of monster trucks, it's let's just promise to do an episode on it. No, right no, no. I do not want to see this movie. The, the trailer shows havoc from the X Men uh, Origins First Class, not, first, first class. class, not Origins First yeah. Class. It's havoc from First Class, driving around some beat up old. Ford truck, you know, that right. <laughs> like the one they have in like Footloose. Uh, and and at some point in this tra- this trailer, uh, it's revealed that this truck has tentacles and oh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 what appears to be a monster living inside of the truck that allows the truck to flip and go fly fast. and run yeah. from other. Trucks with monsters. I think we should promise when this is on Netflix to do an episode. Yeah, well, it's about to come to theaters January thirteenth. Right. So by like February second, we should be able to watch it on <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Nearly three years after it started shooting. I mean, we saw a trailer for this thing last year. A good, sometime? like eighteen yeah. months ago. Yeah, Josiah sent it to us and just said, "What is this?" So someone's passion project. The early sure. the critic reviews are in. Oh, good. And uh, and one of them in particular has. <laughs> Uh, the story behind monster trucks built into the short review, and I the story behind monster trucks is that someone said, "What if we did a monster truck movie, but like like monster <laughs> trucks, <laughs> monster comma trucks?" Oh yeah, I've never thought of that. So here's how the review goes. Ready for this? Yeah. What if monster trucks had real live monsters in them? <laughs> <laughs> this remarkably idiotic idea has been developed into a movie by one-time studio president Adam Goodman at the behest of his then four-year-old son. What uh, could no. possibly go wrong? Okay. Then the review goes on. With low, low expectations in mind, the film is not utterly atrocious. <laughs> it's a workaday mashup of E.T. and Transformers. Its messy central conceit makes you wonder what the four-year-old was smoking, <laughs> but it's still <laughs> a marked improvement what? of the most recent Transformers films. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Got Michael him. Bay. So, well, Tyler, you watch those Transformers movies religiously. Yeah, so you love the Transformers movies, so this should be high on your priorities. <laughs> <laughs> I, just I expect to see this on your top ten of 2017. All right. Yeah. I'm going to get my tickets now. All right. Well, okay. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Oh, I'm trying to spare you guys from a a moment of um, Star Wars. We'll come back to Star Wars because more freaking Star Wars. Well, what do you expect, man? What's going on in the world? Star Wars, man. Listen, uh, Kevin Costner wants to direct a 10-hour Western film. Kevin Costner needs to sit down. Lonesome Dove. He said he sat down with Variety and he said, "I've been working on it. It's about 10 hours long." Kevin Costner, he's been making kind of a, an odd comeback. He's been back in movies again the last few years, and they haven't been good. <laughs> <laughs> Can we call it a comeback? That's Tyler's <laughs> audit. If the movies he, he's That's been Tyler. in are I tried, bad. I tried watching Three Days to a Kill or Three Days to Something, and it's just him holding the gun on the cover. Three Days to No, that's no, not it. That's not it. Uh, and I, I was on an airplane, so I was like, 
captive audience. I had nowhere to go, nothing better to do. I tried to watch it, and I couldn't. Wait, I, is I that would much rather <laughs> stare at the back of the seat than finish that movie. Is that oh, the one where hey. he swaps brains with Ryan Reynolds? Mm, no. That but was, that's a movie, that was right? Sir Ben. Yeah, Sir Ben Kingsley. That wasn't oh Kevin Costner? No, no. man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin sure? Costner. He we were, was he, Robin Hood. And no, we were confused about that trailer so. and why Kevin Costner had anything to do with it, but he did. To the brain swap one? Yeah. Forget about it. Abby, your audit on a ten-hour western and monster trucks. I want to hear two of them together. Oh, <laughs> a ten-hour movie sounds like my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. As a casual moviegoer. Yeah. No. <laughs> Isn't that a miniseries? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that just like that's Stranger an HBO, Things? That's Stranger Band Things. of Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, just split it up and call it a TV series and I'm in. Oh, that was easy. <laughs> Did you hear that, Kevin? Not a movie, though. <laughs> and then Monster Trucks. I think it actually sounds kind of funny. Kind of like, it reminds me of Rubber. Remember that movie? The one with the tire rolling through yeah. the desert? It seems like it'll be Hold like on. that. No. <laughs> Hold <laughs> on. No. No, Patrick. <laughs> Hold Patrick, on. Patrick, I need you to pay attention. Write down Rubber. <laughs> you. <laughs> Do you mean Flubber? <laughs> Rubber. This monster truck movie that a four-year-old came up with about monsters that drive around monster trucks. Wait, is it an animation movie? No. Yeah, well, it's like a CG live action. action. Like the CG monsters live action people. Reminds you of that indie micro-budget black comedy horror film where a sentient tire Mm -hmm. rolls around and wobbles and makes people explode. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about the exploding. (laughs) (laughs) That's that what I'm picturing uh, Monster that's a good Trucks one. will be like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if it's like that, that, that sounds okay. Well, then maybe stay Monster Truck pure <laughs> and then, then watch it. And see yeah, it. I haven't seen it. Rubber's great. Yeah, yeah rubber's great. Rubber. Rubber's a good time. Guys, that movie I was talking about was called Criminal, and it okay. is Kevin Costner. And Ryan yeah. I was right, yeah. But there yeah. there yeah. was We're another one <laughs> where he switches brains. With Ben Kingsley? With, yeah. He got to yeah. keep a hold of his brain. I guess so. Did you guys know that James Franco is also a filmmaker? Were you aware of that? Yeah, I'd heard that. Uh, okay, Tyler. Yeah, he yeah, writes yeah, and directs yeah. movies. Jimmy, Jimmy Frank. Oh, yeah, he's he's he does. Yep, he's weird. Yeah, uh, now he's directing a film called The Masterpiece, in which uh, he will direct Brian Cranston, who will play himself. Are you sure that's not the movie Why Him? currently in theaters. That's how they were united together. And then uh, James Franco said, it took eight months for Why Him to go ahead. And I asked Brian to play Sheriff in Dubious Battle. And then I directed the masterpiece. And he did that too. So apparently this is three times they've worked together. So they're just a new Hollywood duo. And he, listen to this. I, James Franco, asked if he, uh, Brian Cranston, would play himself. And he actually plays a version of himself from the early 2000s. So it's Brian Cranston from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> okay. So he grew his uh, hair out. What is the plot of the masterpiece? It's based on actor Greg Sestero's The Disaster Artist, a deliriously entertaining train wreck of a book that recounts the making of The Room and the insane behavior of its director and star. Now, that movie, The Room, is always playing at the cruddy theater up the street from us. It's meant to be like the w- one of the worst movies ever made. Yeah, this article goes on to say The Room became a massive cult favorite with an army of dedicated fans who would continue to revel in its jaw-dropping terribleness. 
Hmm. All right. Great. So it's like Plan 9 from Outer Space or something like that? It's I just, think so. just fun to uh, troll to. Garbage, it's fun yeah. to like it because it sucks. So Mystery Science Theater is going to pick it up any day now? Yeah. Maybe. Then And then I would see it. Hmm. Abby, your audit. That was kind of a complicated one, so I'm excited to hear this. She's making a face like I'm she already really doesn't. I'm confused. Know. So James Franco is making movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, good start. <laughs> That's With true. Brian Cranston three times. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> You're killing it. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a movie that he plays himself, Brian Cranston, that is. And from he actually, he's playing the dad for Malcolm in the Middle. Is he re- like actually playing is the he? dad? He's not being <laughs> Hal. No, no he's, he's playing, playing himself from 2000. He's playing Brian Cranston when Brian Cranston was okay. the dad from it's Malcolm. very meta. <laughs> I know, it's kind of And then stupid it's a movie called The Masterpiece. Yeah, good job. You and know really how James Franco tries to like create this image of himself as like a uh, misunderstood artist and going back to school and trying to do all these things to be this being on a daytime soap opera. Right. Right. Yeah. So if he's like you you guys can't predict me. I'm unpredictable. I'm James Franco. Yeah. And then Shia LaBeouf came on the scene and he decided to watch all his movies and then he decided to do that thing where you could text him right. and pick him up and take him wherever you wanted yeah. in the world. And James Franco was like, dang it, man. Shia LaBeouf is way better at being weird than me. And so now James is just trying to up his game. You think there's like some internal maelstrom inside of because <laughs> Because the world looks at Shia LaBeouf and we're like, we saw you in that CM music video. We love you. Oh, James, in those nudie shorts? James, Woo! you spend too much time with Seth Rogen. We don't know how we feel about yeah, you. We're not yeah. giving you the same credit. Maybe that's me. There's something Maybe. to that. Because I'd, I'd put LaBeouf in that freaking Sia music video is on a level with Fassbender. So smoking hot. Oh, okay. What? So yes. hot. I you're, haven't seen it. I don't you're think. you got to peep that video, Burrs. It is a good time. So Nothing what I'm saying here. Sh- Shia LaBeouf will forever be holes to me. <laughs> 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 not even steven yeah that too yeah shia labeouf to me uh, he's he's come a long way you know yeah, and nymphomaniac we yeah, nymphomaniac we got to see him in irobot using cuss words for the first time Lots. which is great you know we've seen him really just constantine yeah come of he age is really broad and i would say that shia labeouf his range or just his shoulders <laughs> no nah, he's like matt Murrow and mike <laughs> was worried about how wide ben affleck was <laughs> yeah. He is very. So wide. it's not broad in that way. Oh, okay. So I, I could I can look at Shia LaBeouf and say, <laughs> yeah, you've become an artist. You're you're doing stuff that's interesting. And then I look at James Franco and I say, I don't I don't, I don't know, man. What else you got? Well, here's the thing, though. I agree. LaBeouf has obviously done a, a more credible spectrum of movies and performances, and I have grown to become quite fond of his shenanigans. He's yeah. always funny. Some of Remember his performances that? are really compelling. Remember that music video. Decapitating Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. It's yeah. wonderful. But one thing James Franco has that LaBeouf doesn't is a starring role in uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Mm, that's true. true. Yeah, but he wasn't the best. He, he I mean, we're not doing a save or kill here. I know. So it's I'm not saying like I know who I would save and kill. Is that uh, the new one? Or? No, that's the first one. The but first. Also but great. James Franco gets outacted by an ape. He does. It's true, but he, he it could have been another person. <laughs> yeah, he without him, there'd be no Caesar. Um, so, uh-huh. so wait, I want I want Abby to audit all that. Okay, <laughs> our LaBeouf chat, our ramblings. 
Um, what were you Googling? I was seeing what James Franco Are you on your thesaurus no. again? No. Because uh, we've settled on a name at this point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who would you save if it meant killing the other? James Franco or Shia LaBeouf? Probably James Franco. You would do what? Save James Franco? Oh, no, kill him. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, that's the right choice. I no don't know man. why, actually. <laughs> 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 I actually don't like Shia LaBeouf. Really Wait, do you seen that Sia video? I guess. You'll change I'm your mind. I'm holding out hope for this. Someone noticed a really strange connection in the world of TV and movies uh, in the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. In which uh, it came to someone's attention that the at the exterior of Monica and Chandler's upstate New York house that they buy in season 10 seems to have, outside of the windows, B-roll from the house across the street from the McAllister home in Home Alone. Right. 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 Like the, if, if you were standing in Chandler and Monica's living room and looked outside, you would be looking... You'd be looking across the street right from the McAllister. The home. same view that Kevin would have as he looks out of his right. living room. So when he's going down those stairs and he's shooting out the front door on that toboggan, that's the view that you're seeing right. from the Bing's living room. And they're not even in the same state. No, yeah. New York and Illinois are different states. They, yeah. I know that. It's like Patrick said earlier, those are different words. <laughs> <laughs> and different places yeah, they in are. this case. Yeah. So it sounds what stupid, the heck? but it's pretty convincing to it's watch really this not. video floating around on the internet. From it's not convincing. No. It's very convincing. It's, it's like clearly the it same shot. And it's like... There's a wreath on the door. No, they match it up pretty. pretty <laughs> yeah, well. and the garage on the other house is exactly the same. It definitely is. <laughs> There's a garage is. And, a, and a wreath, Abby. <laughs> In a very what other proof do you need? Fancy neighborhood. Do you know how many neighborhoods look like no, that? No, the garage Every door had stripes like on it. <laughs> yeah, it was a specific color of blue door. Well, you know how many some, years apart? some YouTube channel called 22 Vision. 22 Vision Shout out. Made this discovery, and the video shot up to over a million views, and people are going, wow, it's incredible. Who cares? I do. I mean, clearly we <laughs> do because we just talked about it. It's interesting. Why? Why do we care? Well, now's your chance to audit and like comment on it. Do you know how many movies the Father of the Bride House is in? No, how many? Tell us. Yeah, Probably what? like three. <laughs> So Wait, you got Father, Father of Bride, Bride, Father of Bride <laughs> two, Father yeah, that's two, <laughs> and then at least one other and movie, then another movie. <laughs> it's used a lot in movies. I know that it's in like Beverly Hills or something. Cop, ah. like it's in Beverly Hills. No, Cop. The, the oh, it's in the, the place. Oh, okay. The neighborhood. Great. Well, recently we did an episode on all the Marvel movies. You guys remember that? Yeah, I do. It's available now at youhatemovies.com. While you're there. Grab a T-shirt. <laughs> it's not too late to give those late Christmas gifts. Hey, I designed them, so if you don't, uh, buy yourself new year, a T-shirt. New Year, New You. New You needs a shirt. I uh, wear them with you, my buff arms. If you don't buy yourself a T-shirt, I will be personally offended because I designed them. Do you wear I'll one, be, Tyler? I actually don't have one. I was. <laughs> I have to buy one. <laughs> if yeah. I want one. We're no different than everyone else. Back in that Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe episode, we talked about the way that Natalie Portman hoped that Marvel would release her from her contract so that she didn't have to act in Thor 2. And Marvel said, no, nah, I mean, you signed a contract, right. so you're going to have to you be in the us. movie. Yeah. Well, now she's talking like she'd like to maybe come back and be in another Marvel movie. Oh, but it, it comes she? by way of a sort of backhanded uh, compliment. But I want to I uh, read you guys the quote and see what you think. Okay. 
she okay. wants to be something other than the character she already is? I, I don't know exactly. In fact, the, let me match the headline to the quote because I'm not Please even sure do. it makes sense. The headline says, Natalie Portman would be happy to come back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I see that and I think, cool. oh, that's a development. So she's just going to you know, make out with Thor. Right. BJ yeah, she thought that, was, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. But then here's the actual quote. It is really challenging for me that, and I don't feel like I've gotten it yet. I don't feel like I've understood it yet. It's something that I'm fascinated by because I'm really challenged by it more than any, almost anything. Because when you're in a room that looks like a room and has all the things a room has in it, you can interact with all that stuff and all that stuff does what it does in life. You don't have to imagine anything. You're just in the emotional state of your character. When you're doing those blue, when you're doing those blue screen movies... You have to imagine everything outside and within. You have to create the whole world. It's like being a kid again. And then they said, uh, well, does that mean that you're down to return to the cinematic universe? And she said, hopefully one day I figure it out. What? She did three Star Wars prequels on those <laughs> on those sets. Yeah. It, to me, it doesn't even sound like she actually said she'd be happy to no, return. Not to at all. Not in that remotely that headline yeah. is it's just stupid is there like clickbait. a link being like you can read the rest of the article here where at the end she says yes i'm desperate to be in thor 3 but i thought when they first because like in the in the comic books right now jane foster is thor she picks up the hammer i thought she wanted to come back and be thor that'd be freaking rad dude. but it sounds like she just wants to go try blue room acting again Balloon right. acting. <laughs> so that's she, what they call it in the business now. <laughs> it sounds like she's almost saying, yeah, I mean, like on a real movie, we actually get to act. And on right. these stupid little blue screen movies, you You're have to make it up kid. on your it's head. It's so bizarre to me that she's acknowledging that the Marvel movies are on a, on a green screen set when there was nothing on stage <laughs> for any of those Star Wars movies. Well, she's not proud of those either. She had an outfit on. She had that funny had that. like clown makeup. No, she didn't have that. Too. <laughs> you, <Big yeah>. hair. <laughs> she wasn't even in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Abby, audit. So, Natalie Portman, which I like a lot, um, said she might come back according to this, and I don't think that that's true at all. It sounds like she was being nice and saying, no, I would never. It sounds like she was just talking about what it is like to act on a blue screen. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, so you'll go back? She's like, I have some stuff to think about. Okay, let me get out of here. Remember how good she was in freaking Black Swan? Yeah, it sounds like she doesn't know how to answer questions on the fly very well. And that, the sentence she used was crazy. <laughs> it's like your things and the things have things and you're acting in things. And this is Man, real life. When things have <laughs> things. Why are you? That's not a sentence. <laughs> I was reading the direct quote as least, at least what they attributed to her, so... That's you crazy. heard it. Yeah, there you go. Abby, well, there's that. Abby thinks <laughs> what that. Else, what else can be said? Abby cool. thinks that, uh, you know, Harvard graduate <laughs> Natalie Portman doesn't know how to string sentence together. It really sounds like Abby's right, too, based on this. Yeah, this is a, that's She's a fair. So I'm less impressed with Harvard yeah. nowadays. Um, guys, Super Mario Brothers is coming to Blu-ray for the first time. Great. Oh, thank goodness. Stay tuned for that episode. Like that old movie about it? Yeah. <laughs> 
It's wonderful. <laughs> that old movie with the plumbers? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's fantastic. John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins. It's a joy yeah. to watch. Those yeah, gobas yeah. with their tiny shrunken heads. That's hands. really it. I just thought that that'd be funny. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's me. <laughs> ben Affleck's Batman movie keeps going back and forth uh, on whether or not it's happening, when it's going to happen. It's too wide. At one point, they say, oh, it's got a definite release date. We've already started doing pre-production on it. And then someone will be like, hey, Ben, hey, Ben, hey, Ben. We read that Batman's going ahead. And he'll say, quote, we still have to get a screenplay and get it together. Oh, dear. Sounds like he's saying, yeah, it is. We still got to get a screenplay and still get it together. Like, yeah, "Yeah, we still got to get a screenplay and get it together. He did say. It could be optimistic. Yeah. Or Um, he's like. Yeah, we still got to get a screenplay. We still got to get <laughs> together. Uh, yeah, which which tone are you reading into his voice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, good. Not, I, he, I just you know, there's no there's no way of knowing. He said, if I could find it right, there's some there's nothing I'd love more than to direct a standalone iconic great Batman movie. But it's been done. Chris Nolan did three really great movies. I'm really mindful of that. I'm not in any hurry to jam the mediocre movie down the pipe. I really want to make sure that if we do it, we get the great version and one that's worthy of the tradition of guys like Tim Burton, Chris Nolan, and Christian Bale. That's good. I like that quote. Yeah. So is he directing or is he starring or is that both? Writing, directing, starring. Did he do that with BVS? No, he did not. That was Zack Snyder's movie. Yeah. But Snyder talked him into doing it, I guess. So think about uh, Batman, but in the style of Fargo. Or the not town. Fargo, or not no, Fargo, not Fargo, not Fargo. 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 Or the town where it's just no, freaking... No, the town wasn't that good. The town was great. Get out of here. I, I want to see a great, great Batman movie. I can say he can just go take his time. We don't have to have... That doesn't have to be right. rushed. Warner Brothers can calm down. I got faith in him. I do too. I haven't seen a bad movie that he's directed yet. I mean, the, the guy, the guy won an Oscar for had? Best Picture. I mean, his movie... Argo was cool. That. He did? Argo. Yeah. Argo? Yeah. Not yeah. Fargo. Not, Not Fargo. Fargo. Uh, That's also a great movie, though. Ridley Scott, sure. on the other hand, does not like superhero movies. Ridley Scott needs to be quiet. The guy who directed Prometheus, yeah. that dumpster fire of a movie. Yes, garbage heap. Um, he says that he's been asked to do them several times, but he can't believe in the thin, gossamer tightrope of the non-reality of the situation of the superhero. Oh, but a freaking dude turning into black specks and falling into a waterfall and that many to mean something in a movie where it doesn't have any freaking conclusion isn't a gossamer thin thread of a movie. Ridley. Yeah. How do you really feel? Prometheus sucked. And then he says this. I've done that kind of movie. Blade Runner really is a comic strip when you think about it. It's a dark story told in an unreal world. You could almost put Batman or Superman in that world, that atmosphere, Mm. except I'd have an effing good story as opposed to no story. An effing good story that he took from (laughs) Philip K. Dick. Like, he didn't write Blade Runner. It's based on a novel by... Well, he didn't say he would... He said he wouldn't make a movie without a good story, not necessarily write a good story. Yeah. And this is the guy who made Prometheus, talking about stories. Interesting. Yeah, but he also made some really good movies. Mm-hmm. One more Star Wars bit as we round up the moves here. Are you guys ready for this? I'm so ready. 
Um, Ryan Johnson, who's directing uh, episode eight uh, of Looper fame, yeah, um, recently spoke up on Twitter to defend, of all things, the prequels. And his tweet defense of the prequels is actually somewhat interesting. Another gentleman was picking on the prequels. No one's ever done that, you know. That's a new right. thing. Yeah. I, the the prequels <laughs> okay. in execution are just tremendously terrible. <laughs> but <laughs> but in concept and and in story, they're not that bad. Well, that seems to be what Ryan is saying. He yeah. replied to this guy picking on the prequels and he said, Devil's advocate. The prequels are a seven hour long kids movie about how fear of loss turns good people into fascists. That's not incorrect. Yeah, okay. But but like it was really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a but it bad was it was a yeah, it was a movie. crappy, ugly looking seven hour kids movie. Uh huh. And, and then which which then no kids movie should be seven hours long and look bad. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Was well, animated? you know who's uh, in the good Star Wars movies that um, died recently was Carrie Fisher. Obviously, all the yeah, movie bummer. news headlines um, after a death of what seemed or a year of what seemed to be packed with celebrity deaths, even though they're only a, a handful when there's more than like one or two and they make headlines. It just feels like they're dropping like flies or something. Right. And so such, many like such notable core, celebrities. Yeah. yeah. So cool cultural even Bowie, you know, uh, we were talking about. Yeah, who's also <sighs> yeah a great actor in his own right. Yeah. So it's interesting when someone like Carrie Fisher dies. That is so iconic because of her presence in this film franchise that Tyler agrees absolutely changed and shaped culture <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, so you know when you go online, you see all these tributes about Carrie Fisher. She's being largely remembered and celebrated. Um, as a person and as some of the noteworthy causes and things it's that she advocated mostly for. Mostly Star Wars. But mostly for Star People Wars. People are calling yeah. her the, the their very first princess. Yeah. And for the crushes that they had on our kids or for like just the place that those movies hold in their hearts. And part of you goes, you know, oh, that's kind of weird because this person had a long dynamic career and even at some time seemed to kind of want to distance themselves from being known only for that. But in another way, it is quite uh, charming and affectionate um, and it does say something to the way that we remember and celebrate movies, the way that we connect with someone we don't know in the person of Carrie Fisher. Yeah, most people reacted to her death as the loss of a loved one. Right. And and most of those same people are, are thinking of the way that those movies affected them and the way that her performance in those movies affected them. So in a, in a way, I think that's a, a really um, lovely tribute to the late Carrie Fisher to be able to say, man, your performance, which after all, she was an actress, your performance shaped part of my person. Or yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. She, she, they, she made the world fall in love with Princess Leia. And I'm, I'm assuming most of the, the world did not know Carrie Fisher. So it is Princess Leia that they connect to most. And so yeah. they're heartbroken at the, the death of the person who made this character so real in their lives. Right. It's kind of a weird weird dynamic, weird relationship. And when you think about Star Wars and the reason everyone celebrates the original trilogy so much, or amongst the many reasons, that trio of characters, Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and Carrie Fisher, 
are the you know front and center of that entire dynamic. So it's nice that people are still defending um, her performance as one of the f- defining attributes of the original trilogies, and that she can be celebrated in yeah. that way. So a lot of people uh, looking at w- w- the future of the Star Wars franchise because she was obviously a big part in the Force Awakens, and. I, I'm I'm not saying that this is something that we should even really be concerned about because she was so much more than just Star Wars. Uh, but it is a odd coincidence that in the very same week we see her digitally recreated <laughs> from scratch that she passes away and everyone thinks, oh, well, I guess we already have our answer. Yeah, it was weird because, yeah. we, I mean, most of us saw, we all saw Rogue One before she died. So the at that time, it didn't have that particular gravity <laughs> to it to see her on the screen young and so it was just like neat they yeah they <laughs> there's young they leia made young leia um so to end the moves on less of a heavy note because if you've ever listened to this podcast before we almost never talk about anything serious even when we are talking about something serious right. i figured we could find a way to pick on people that hate movies and i've done yes. i've found it in this headline of what were the most pirated movies of 2016. Okay, that's interesting. So there are 10 movies on this list in front of me that were undoubtedly um, taken several notches of success down the ladder because of jerks who hate movies, thieves that steal movies. So you're saying uh, taken down on the the list of like success, how much money they grossed? Yes. Right. And not just for the sake of money-hungry studios, but for the filmmakers to be able to make more movies, to pr- to promote. I mean, you'll see some yeah, of yeah, these yeah. movies Yeah, Most importantly, good. these people affected how our summer box office bets That's true. Out. That yeah. really is true. I lost my gift card it, potentially because of these jerks. So mm. if you pirated the movies on this list, you contributed to them becoming the top 10 most pirated movies. Yeah, and you hate movies. Of 2016. And you absolutely hate movies, uh, you selfish jerk. Quit stealing things. <laughs> At number 10 is The Revenant. And the people who stole The Revenant are probably relieved knowing that they didn't have to spend $10 on a storyless <laughs> Instagram. What's a shame, though. If you're st- typically, they're stealing it on their computers and they're watching The Revenant for the first time on a computer. That's such a waste. <laughs> well, yeah, any <laughs> of these movies on a but laptop. Especially that yeah. The Revenant was $4 on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it for Christmas. <laughs> Can I borrow it? <laughs> <laughs> See, Abby's not willing to pay for it either. <laughs> uh, number nine was Finding Dory. I still haven't seen that. Which is crazy because the thing made so much freaking money. Yeah. Eight, Shoot. Suicide Squad. Yeah. It's a lot of disappointed. Do you, think that, do you think that it's the people who don't want to risk spending money? They're like, I don't know if Suicide Squad's going to be any good. It's the people that don't leave their house. Oh. Mm. Now we're just stereotyping. <laughs> yeah, stupid shut-ins. Uh, number seven was <laughs> Independence Day Resurgence. Yeah. Is Warcraft at the top of this list? It's number six. <laughs> 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 then Abby might be on to something. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a correlation there. Remember on our uh, box office movie bets episode, one of the reasons we didn't want to bet on Warcraft is because we said, these guys know how to use computers. <laughs> 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 They're not going to go see this movie. They're not playing on a third screen. Solid Turns logic. out we were right. Um, number five was X-Men Apocalypse. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Big one. At number four was Star Wars The Force Awakens. People still stealing the sure. crap out of it a year that makes later. Sense. Dang. That's a big Three one. Three was Civil War. Two mm. was Batman v Superman. And number one most stolen movie of 2016 was also one of the most successful, which was Deadpool. Dang. Wow. 
So think of this. Think of the ripples that Deadpool made in the movie-making industry because of its success. Now the Wolverine movie is going to be rated freaking R. Now yeah. they're talking about new X-Men tent poles and putting Deadpool in more movies. Now everyone's saying, oh, our new thing is going to be grittier and more right. crass and everything. It was nominated for a Golden Globe. It's nominated for two Golden Globes. Heck yeah. For Best Comedy and Best Actor in a Comedy. Come what on. world Crazy. are we living so in? Good. And this movie could have made even more of Dude. an effect on the filmmaking world. No, because if you have access to these pirated numbers, then so do studios, and they are well aware of the most stolen movies, and yeah, they will take that into account when assigning budgets. No, you're giving budgets. them too much credit. Didn't no, we say that a do. studio executive doesn't know his butt from the door and all that stuff? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, the, the door There's someone thing. showing him a, this old wrinkled white guy a laptop and being like, but look how many people stole it. And they're like, what's, what's pirate? You're talking about the Johnny Depp movie? Get Johnny Depp in here. He should be Deadpool. <laughs> that's what I, that's a that's a real conversation happening in that studio. <laughs> no, I have in my mind the sure Deadpool's Rose. already been filmed. <laughs> <laughs> what? On whose authority? Yeah, that's that's the conversation. It made a lot of money. Oh, in that case, make another one. This one should have pirates in it. And to audit that little bit of information, <laughs> Abby, can you recap and give your two cents, please? <laughs> Why in the world are you staring off into space? It was just a list of movies. Yeah. How do you I feel th- about pirates? I think that um, I don't think it has an effect on movies that are made because I think people are taking that into account. I think that also it's like people watching it for the fourth and fifth. And to turn on for their kids and yeah, Deadpool is like a, a great babysitter. <sighs> <laughs> she gave you the sigh on that one. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You can leave a comment on this episode by going to youhatemovies.com. While you're there, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if there's one piece of information that resonates with you from this episode, I hope. It's the fact that you really need a You Hate Movies t-shirt. So while you're at youhatemovies.com, buy a t-shirt for yourself, your pets, your small child. You might have to tailor some of them to fit an animal, I guess. <laughs> With a little imagination and, uh, you know. 